this is episode 60 of Dead Letter Radio. I'm your host, Taze, and this is a show where we feature your writing, your poetry, your short stories, your letters, everything and anything you've written down. We give it a voice, a platform, an audience, but you are the star of each and every episode. If this is your first time listening in and you would like to hear how you can have your own work featured on the show, stay tuned until the end of the episode. And look at that. (laughs) Uh, We're back again. (laughs) It's been a while. Before I go into uh, how things have been on my end, how have you been on your end? It's a whole new year. Have you had great experiences? Did you accomplish amazing goals that you set out before you? Have you been writing? Have you been creating, drawing, uh, painting, singing? Have you been working on yourself? Maybe a new job? Maybe a new relationship? Uh, Maybe it's the same old, same old, but that is perfectly fine and you're just excited to be able to continue with the status quo. But how have you been? And if things haven't been that great, maybe they've been a little bit difficult. Maybe this year didn't start out as great as you would have hoped it should have been. Well, that's okay, too. The good times come and the bad times come and they both come and go. Um, But what are you hoping for, then? What do you look forward to? How things can improve? How you can improve? Uh, What would make you happy? All in all, how are you doing today? Yes, the show has been uh, gone for a number of months. Uh, At least no new episodes have been posted for a number of months. And this is the first one in a while. And the first of 2023, almost three months in. yeah, I did a uh, I did a post on Twitter uh, about it, uh, kind of a brief update on the show and why it hasn't been updated as much and all that jazz. And long story short, is that it had to do with anxiety and being busy. Uh, as much as I do love doing this show and listening to amazing works submitted by all of you. I do struggle at times with anxiety and when things get overwhelming. Uh, I do things that need to be done and hobbies and projects get pushed to the wayside. And as much as I would love this to be one of my main focuses, uh, it's a fun hobby right now. And unfortunately, my anxiety pushed it to the wayside a bit. Um, But it was on my mind a lot, uh, for months actually. Uh, wanting to get back and do the show, and just a lot of times I sat down uh, in front of the computer and tried to get mentally uh, focused enough to do it, and I just couldn't bring myself. And then there was the times that um, I felt like I didn't want to force to do the show either. I wanted to show as much due respect and give the proper energy to all of your works that you've trusted me to read and share, uh, and I didn't want it to feel forced, like it's a job, or like something I needed to get done, and not that I wanted to get done. And then there was that period of time that I had some computer issues, or my audio recording equipment wasn't 
having weird feedback issues, and it's just been a lot. But I've been okay. I've I've knocked off something big on my own bucket list, I guess you could say. I traveled for the first time internationally to the other side of the planet. I was fortunate enough to be able to do that. I did that by myself, and I was able to meet amazing people and see amazing things uh, and try great food. Uh, but the biggest thing for me really was that I was able to prove that I could do it. And it's kind of like, you know, if this is your first time writing or submitting into a show or having someone else read your work, sometimes it's all about just proving that you can do it, proving to yourself, regardless of anyone else. And so that was the biggest thing that I kind of realized on my trip. And then the second thing you realize is even though you're gone and I was gone for about a month, when I come back, uh, things don't magically change. Your anxieties will still be there and your troubles will still be there, but maybe you get a little bit of a fresh perspective. Maybe you rest up enough and be energized. And so that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping to roll uh, with a little more energy into this year, figure out where I want the podcast to go. I would love for it to keep uh, growing, and and I've been blown away, honestly, that people have been still sending in their works and their pieces to share, even though I've been MIA for a while. Uh, it is still shocking to me that uh, you guys have honored me to share your work and your words, even though they may be extremely personal. So that's where the show is. We're trying to get back on track for 2023. I'm going to try to do my best. I won't make any promises about frequency or anything like that. I'm going to try my best uh, to at least put out episodes throughout the year. And maybe do a little bit more on social media. I'm thinking too because it's a new year and I like to do it at least once a year. Uh, do a haiku focus episode. So if you'd like to be part of that specific episode... Uh, send in your haiku and say you want it on that episode, um, and then I'll set it aside until enough is curated, because the haiku episodes, since haiku are so short, uh, we feature over 50 an episode, <laughs> so definitely you can send it in, um, and I can hold it and spread the word if you know anyone that's into haiku. But, yeah, I'm glad to be back. I'm a little anxious about uh, starting up again, I'll be honest, but it's always a journey. It's always fun to show and see what creativity is out there and what new uh, mental images and uh, we get brought up due to these poems, these writings, and new emotions and feelings and thoughts regarding myself and the world and maybe what you might think while listening in or maybe allows you to relax or allows you to reflect. Either way, why don't we get started in this episode? Our first piece is by Ozge Lena, and it is called Starling's Nest. I'll tell you about a pastel noon of spring on the 40th day of your death. I finally had the courage to touch your hairbrush, a calm heart to pluck it like dark silk spilling down my fingers. Then I reached out the window to let the onyx strands float away. They flew to the old fig tree where a starling was building her nest with a song belonging to a time of emerald days without sorrow. I knew new lives would grow on the darkness of your hair until they learn how to be free 
and the softness of the place they know as home. Unlike me, watching her, I remember how I cut out my wings made out of my dreams only to make room for us. Thank you, Osuke, for sharing this piece with us today. Regarding this poem, they said, I wrote this poem after watching a starling building her nest at the time of lockdown. It's interesting how loss and death affects us all so differently, especially in those quiet moments where it's just us by ourselves and taking in our surroundings and the lack of our presence that once was there. And so I think this poem captures that beautifully. I mean, first off, it paints, at least for me, immediately the scene of spring, the window open, light breeze blowing in, and that cool melancholy that reflects on what once was and what now isn't. And death and loss can affect us differently, right? There's that period of time where we are mired in it, uh, getting swallowed uh, by the change in our life and the pain of it, and then slowly, eventually, which sometimes feels like an eternity, our wounds heal to scars, and we're able to move forward a little bit, and in this case, in this poem, cleaning out the hairbrush, the dark silk spilling down the fingertips, and watching the onyx strands float away in the breeze. But then something beautiful happens. That pain that we feel and that we've carried is can now be used for something good, for it could be used for life that exists now. And in this case, uh, help a starling build their nest to have a future for new life to bloom and blossom. blossom. As you put it, on the darkness of your hair, uh, a new, new lives would grow. That's a beautiful thought, even though surrounding it is so painful. That from this pain, something good can still come of it. So thank you, Osuke, for sharing this piece with us today. Our next piece is by Alex Price, and you can find them on Alex Price Writer on Twitter, and it is titled, A Beautiful Vase. A beautiful vase sat on a shelf, no others around, it was all by itself. In the dark of the room, it shone in the night, but looked very different when brought in the light. Its flowery patterns, so ornate with detail, hid patterns of fractures, which made it so frail. Each crack on its surface told a new tale of times where it fell, but went on to prevail. A gentle reminder that beauty is beauty, even sat all alone where it's dark and it's gloomy. Thank you, Alex, for sharing this piece with us. Regarding this, they said, I wrote the poem in response to a friend of mine going through a rough patch with his mental health. 
It occurred to me how at first glance someone can seem totally fine, but closer inspection reveals their problems. That being said, people with mental health problems have so much beauty to give to the world, and I wanted him to know that. I think you captured your goal very well in this poem. From the idea of a vase that has this ornate beauty, uh, especially when you're distant and it's by itself in the night and in the dark, but in the light you see the intricate details, the patterns, and among all that, the crack, the cracks that spread along its body and its being, that dance with its details and its flowery beauty, and all those cracks denote a time that it was dropped, it fell, damaged, yet it still remains whole. And then your last line that beauty is beauty, even when it's dark and it's gloomy. And it can be hard to remember that from both perspectives. Uh, one, that we very rarely know the full scope of what someone's going through privately uh, in the darkness of the night or even in the brightness of the day, that sometimes we're not 100% sure of the pain and the struggles and the weight people carry and the cracks that they bear. But it doesn't mean that they don't have beauty to offer to the world. And if we are people that feel like we are just mired in cracks, it doesn't mean that we don't have beauty to offer. Because, as you put it, Alex, those cracks show where we have prevailed. Because we all fall. And sometimes it feels like we might fall more than others. But we fall, and then we survive. And we have these cracks, but they show that our journey, and they become a part of our beauty, of what makes us, us. It reminds me, another piece actually brought this out. Uh, it was called it, or it was about it, but there's a Japanese um, art form form called uh, Kintsugi. And it's the idea of repairing uh, pottery with uh, gold or silver or platinum, I believe. And the idea was embracing the flaws. And so we all have flaws, we all have where we fall short, and we all have where we've been injured and damaged. But it's part of our beauty. You might not want to reflect on those things, yes, but it shouldn't be something we are ashamed of. Those chips and those scratches. So thank you, Alex, uh, for sharing this piece with us today. Next, we have a piece by Trinity Thresher. You can find them on Instagram at uh, trinitas underscore edge, and it is titled Glitter Pancakes. Frosting tipped fingers dip hungrily for gummy bellied sharks in a rock candy fantasy of gold glitter pancakes where silver star streamers scatter over boiled butter evenings. Inhaling a pumpkin festival of lights, and macabre cupcake destruction by panda-eared children, dancing on sugar-powered feet attached to gelatin legs. Cobbled cotton candy ground follows sticky-handed messes 
spinning up sensation of jump rope candy bars and swing set melodies across chipped tooth playgrounds where lava monsters lurk and pegasus wings slip over silver slides. Chubby chuckled dimple grins, bright in rubber ducky puddles, splashing brightly colored memories into chalkboard sidewalks where all the crayons melt into Mona Lisa murals. So thank you, Trinity, for sharing this piece with us today. Regarding this, they said, So this is not typical for me, but I was running on two hours of sleep, actually that part is typical, and just sort of emerged from a dreamlike stupor with the words golden glitter pancakes in my mind. Groggily, and with oh so much grace, I fumbled for my cell phone on the nightstand beside me in the dark, pulled up the Keep Notes app, and then, after recovering from the blinding light of my screen, proceeded to write this poem. My favorite bit, I have to admit, is the little tongue twister in the beginning of the final stanza. How could anyone resist giggling after saying out loud, chubby chuckled dimple grins, bright in rubber ducky puddles? Not me. Thank you once again so much for sharing this. Honestly, what this poem brought to my mind immediately or painted for me was a Studio Ghibli scene of, uh, I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, works like uh, Spirited Away and Princess Mononoke and, and Howl's Moving Castle and things of that nature, but uh, Spirited, uh, Spirited Away, they definitely have this scene with all the food, and it just brought that kind of imagery to my mind, but instead uh, making it a fairground with sweets and cotton candy and uh, just wonder and fun and frivolity and just amusement. And with kids running around enjoying uh, themselves, and this really actually drew on my own sweet tooth, but you still have that dreamlike wonder. And I'm reading it over and over again, definitely paints the scene more of a playground with these kids powered by sugar and candy and uh, their silver slides and uh, the lava monsters and how, as a kid, I used to play Don't Touch the Ground and all that kind of stuff. And it was just a great refresher of our youth. And once again, my sweet tooth. <laughs> if you know me, uh, I definitely have a pretty bad sweet tooth. And so this was just a nice refresher, of, I said, of our youth and the wonderment and the fun. It pays off sometimes to wake up half asleep and write down the first things that uh, comes to our mind. And maybe those things that we write can be like crayons melting into Mona Lisa murals as well. Uh, so thank you so much, Trinity, for sharing with us today. Our next piece is by Dorian Hall, and it is titled, As It Should Be. As time idly ticks away, as the last leaf will fall, as the sun sets one final time, as the three woes call, as our hearts beat their last, as the rivers run dry, as flower petals wither and wilt, as the willows weep and cry, as the mountains crumble to ruin, as the forests writhe in pain, as water dries and all hope dies, as life is brutally slain. As unanswered prayers lay forsaken, as souls are liberated free, 
as our empty shells corrode and decay. All is as it should be. So thank you, Dorian, for sharing this poem with us today. Regarding this, they said, This poem was written with the end of time in mind, a reminder of what awaits every being in the end. It puts things in perspective, especially looking at the motivation behind this piece. At least for me, it kind of calls to mind, why ever be mean to someone (laughs) when it's not justified? We all have a beginning, we all have an end. Not greater than one another, so why be cruel? Enjoy the time that we have because right now that is what life is a beginning and an end. And while reading this poem, it kind of brought me to a place of that you could be walking among the forest and reciting these words and really appreciating the time uh, that you have to see the leaves. turn a bright green and maybe go to a red and orange and yellow and wilt to enjoy the flowers blooming and fading away to enjoy the bubbling rivers and creeks while they still bubble and run to enjoy the willows that weep and reach their branches low and the forest so full of life and green to enjoy our moments that we can pray and give thanks and to Uh, Spend time with one another and enjoy the sound of our heartbeats of ourselves and our loved ones. Because these are moments that right now don't last forever. And so, since we all share that beginning and end, let's appreciate that beginning and that end and everything that comes in between. So thank you, Dorian, for sharing with us. Next, we have a piece by Italo Ferrante, and it is called Fast Yearning Bursts. My love is so big, it could bend light, it could revamp the shriveled husk of a dead star. It's the reason why protons stick together, it's the opposite of discrete packets of energy. I could move to a blue planet, I could live in a lake on an island, in a lake on an island. As long as you're there, my love would craft moonettes in vain. You like the undersea better than my sandpaper tongue. My love exists in a tense of probability, past, perfect, and continuous. You may call it quantum entanglement or some spooky action at a distance, like licking the tip of your nose inside a quarantine station. The impossibility of knocking my hands into yours leaves me crisscrossed by railway lines. My atoms jump from trains in motion. I beg you to shoot my particles through a slit window. I ask you to play husband and wife with me, to give me a monkey scrub if I tease you like honey curling back on itself. Please stop looking for ways to outgrow me. You're the reason why the earth will run out of auroras. Squint at the canyon-shaped hole my love has etched on the sun. It's for you, the lover I've never had. So thank you so much, Italo, for sharing this piece with us today. My love is so big. That captures it, really, doesn't it? 
when we feel like we have all this love to give and then our mind dances and plays with the idea of being in love and falling in love and it feels that this love, this emotion that sets us ablaze, that's so powerful can bring back to life even stars and as long as that person is there with us anything is possible any matter of physics, any possibility, it all exists. It could be like quantum entanglement even. And it's funny because sometimes that all the love we have and as big as it may be and the daydreams and our hopes and our wishes and how we would love to share it, it's all built and structured for someone that's not there. The lover we've never had. But it doesn't make the love invalid. It exists. It's a force within us and it exists and wants to move and operate and be shared. And so we build on that love. We work on it. We work on ourselves for that one day that lover we never had becomes the lover that we then have. And we can share this so powerful love with them. It's funny when I was reading this. I did have to look up what a monkey scrub was because I have never heard that phrase before. And it's it's the same, if I understand correctly, it's the same as a noogie, you know, when you take your knuckles and you rub it against someone's uh, scalp. Uh, and so it just shows the playfulness of love from being all-powerful to just being playful banter between two people. And even reading this, it brings a lot to mind, even the imagery, and I really like the line specifically too that please stop looking for ways to outgrow grow me. And sometimes that also happens in love, where uh, you have feelings for someone and uh, people outgrow one another, we move at different paces, and life just happens, but it doesn't lessen the power of the love that exists. Uh, so thank you, Talo, for sharing this piece with us today. And thank you, everyone, for sharing all of your work and your words and your creativity and your insights. Uh, because, as I said before, maybe way in the beginning of this podcast, that this, all these different creative works kind of give a kaleidoscope of life, of our perspectives and our experiences. Uh, no matter how much creativity is put into them, that each word, poem, story is uniquely our own. And by providing it in some context of the world, you are painting a bigger image of the world and what it means to be human and to exist in this specific time and what it's like to be us, to live, to exist. So that is the end of the episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for sharing and submitting uh, your work. If this was your first time uh, listening in, well, first I want to say... Uh, look in the description of each and every episode. You'll see who wrote what, and sometimes there's ways that you can reach out to them. Uh, they have social media or what have you, and so you can give kudos if you want, or let me know, and I can just send kudos their way as well. Uh, if you uh, really like this episode, please feel free to rate it or review it wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'll allow you to leave ratings or reviews, and that allows these amazing poems and works to reach more people. 
as well, and maybe encourage more people to send in their work, even if it's their first time uh, sharing something they've created, or maybe it's their first time even writing a poem or a short story. I'm always trying to promote creativity and your unique expression. Uh, once again, though, if this is your first time tuning in, excuse me, tuning in, uh, and you would like to know how you can have your own work featured, uh, I'll mention it right now. So you can send me an email. I think they're in the description of each and every episode, or and you can find it on the Twitter. Um, but the email at deadletterradiopodcast at gmail.com. That's deadletterradiopodcast at gmail.com. Send in your work. If it's a poem or a short story, what have you, a PDF uh, works fine. I include the title if there is one, uh, what inspired you or motivated you to write it. Um, you don't have to include that, but background information on the piece is always very nice. There's not really any rules to uh, what can be submitted as long as it's not trying to offend someone on purpose or um, I don't really read too many things with too many swears or anything like that in there to try to keep it as accessible as possible for people, uh, young and old, to listen to the show. And then, yes, yeah, send it in if it's a short story. I believe I try to say keep it under 600 words or so uh, to give enough time so that other people's work can be read as well. Uh, and I think that's about it. Um, let me, it's been a while, so let me just kind of review. Uh, <laughs> send in your work. Oh, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, it's at deadlettercastcast on Twitter as well. I'm going to try to be a little more active there, but that's where you get the main updates. And when the show goes live, you can see it there. And also the show is on all major platforms. i got to streamline this a little bit, but that's about it. Thank you guys once again for being a part of the show, for listening in, for supporting it. Throughout all this time, we made it to episode 60. And I'm thankful that you're here with me along this journey. This is Tage Jones with Dead Letter Radio. And I'm wishing you all safe travels.